way too soft to call. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Where is the security? And this right now, extremely dangerous. Absolutely. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Hey, you sports fans. Guess who's back? Sinbin Sports Podcast. It's me, Joe Hill. With me is my co-host, Eric Roberts. It's been a minute, Eric. It's been more than just one. It's probably been... Well, how many minutes are in two months? Uh, well, do to, this. Do, do, do 60 times 24. 24 times 60. Well, 6 times 24 is is 100 and... Th- I don't know. I don't know either. It's been a long time. I think our last episode was February 12th. It was. We were talking about the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Man. Man, man, man. Sports fans, we apologize for not getting more episodes out there. We have both been quite busy with both work and just handling issues outside of the podcast. So apologize for not getting more episodes out to you guys. We'll continue to do this as regularly as possible. But, Eric, how you been? Uh, it's I've been working a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I work at Fox Sports Radio, so I've been neck deep in NBA playoffs. And um, luckily, luckily, the draw, I wasn't working today for the NFL draft, so I could be here and we could talk NFL draft a little bit. Perfect. Well, first round of NFL draft, at least. That is perfect. We all know that's. The pretty much the only important round. Well, I I don't know anybody that watches anything past the first round. I barely even watch anything after the first like ten picks today. <laughs> That's I, I'm pretty sure for the majority of people they really tuned out after uh, picks one and two and they figured out who was going to the Los Angeles Rams. Well, I, I think everyone tuned out after the first pick. I mean, it was, were they going to take Carson Wentz or were they going to take Jared Goff? And I think most people knew that Jared Goff pick was going to come. Yeah, I mean that's it. It seemed right, you know. It's the California kid going to the 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 L.A. Rams. It still sounds it still sounds nice saying the Los Angeles Rams. I was actually watching uh, the news the other day, the local news. I very rarely watch the local news because it's just full of just crap. And um, they were like, "Oh yeah, coming up, we'll have NFL draft coverage, seeing how we have the first overall pick." And I was like, "We? Like, oh wait, we have an NFL team now. That's crazy." I I love it too. It's like. I'm a Packer fan. I, I'm going to continue to be a Packer fan, but I have no problem jumping on the L.A. bandwagon. I mean, I don't even consider it a bandwagon just because uh, we haven't had a Is team. Is there really a bandwagon for a team that finished seven and nine last yeah, season? Right. Like, I mean, seven and nine is more of like a, a hometown bandwagon. Yeah, no, I feel exa- I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, I was like, man, I've worn Bills stuff my entire life. You know, I've, I'm wearing a Bills hat right now as I'm talking. I'm wearing a Packers yeah, jersey so, as we're talking. It, but it's gonna be really weird because like I'm gonna feel pretty gross when I the first time I buy like you know maybe a Todd Gurley jersey or a, oh, a Rams hat. I've or already something. been looking for them. You know, I'm I would. I would buy a Todd Gurley jersey right now if I could. Yeah, but. so I've, I'm pretty much at the point where it's like, you know what, Rams will be my team. I'm all, I'm an L.A. kid. I mean, I'm all about where I'm from. I got California tattooed on me, the L.A. tattooed on me. Mm-hmm. And well, I so, mean, you're a Bills fan. I mean, the Rams are NFC. Bills are AFC. Yeah, you don't really. It's, you know, it's really it ironic works out though. For you, really ironic though is that I'm all I'm putting this dilemma. And the ver- the first season that the L.A. is back or the Rams back in L.A., the Bills are the playing. Bills come to L.A. Are you gonna go to the game? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, have you seen how much tickets are? Yeah, I have. It's you know insane. What? I've I've pretty much uh, figured out that this season's going to cost me a lot because the Bills are also going to Seattle. 
for are a you, Monday night football game. Are you going? Uh, I have family up there, so there, there's room and board. But you might t- as well. Tickets are like, I, I want to say the last time I checked, they were like 400 bucks a pop. In Seattle? In Seattle. Man. It's a Monday night football game. So Why are tickets for an NFL game so much? I mean, this is new to me. I've never, I never had an LA I know, team. I, so I, like, see, I went, I went to, I've been to one NFL game. I went to see the Bills play the Cardinals, maybe like 2010, 2011. Is, is it so expensive just because they don't play very often? I don't know, dude. I, I don't. I think, I'm assuming I think that's when we, why. When we went to go see the Bills play in Arizona, it was only like 60 bucks. But then, but you gotta think of the market yeah, too. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's Seattle. I mean, they're a good team now. They're the recent Super Bowl champs, and it's a Monday night football game. So I'm like, that's pretty much. Well, and not only that, but the Rams tickets are like, I think nosebleeds, something like three hundred something. Oh dollars. yeah, dude, that's just and that's that's, that's that's at the Coliseum. Wait till they get into their new stadium, in 2019. It's gonna be ridiculous how much how much those tickets are gonna cost. I mean, of course, it's gonna sit 120 thousand people, but yeah. still, yeah, it's gonna suck. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be sweet watching. LA I Rams totally want to be a Rams fan. It's gonna be, sweet but I can't even get to the damn play. stadium. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be watching the Rams play from a bar across the street from <laughs> whatever the hell stadium this is gonna be called. Well, I don't think we want to go to a bar in Inglewood. You know, I'm gonna be watching from my couch. a <laughs> 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 Nice distance away from. That's right, dude. I, that's another thing. I was driving. Actually, I think when I was no, where was I going? I don't know. I was going down the. The 105 thinking, like, dang, once they put a NFL stadium in here off of this right miles away from the 405, 105 junction, I'm just like, traffic is going to oh. be you, you think You think the 405 is bad now. Just wait until that stadium is over there. Because Hollywood, Far- Hollywood Park is not far from the from the freeway entrance, you oh, know? Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's maybe a mile and a half, yeah, two miles, something like that. You get, you get like there in five minutes, so it's honestly going to be bumper to bumper the Jam entire packed. way. And people think the 405 is a parking lot now. Just wait. Yeah, it's, it's going to suck. Yay, Rams! Yeah. Yay, they're here! I, that, honestly, that whole little talk just went from us being super excited to <laughs> us just picking apart why it's going to be horrible. Isn't that what we always do on this show? It, it really does, dude. I was thinking about that on the way over here. I was like, okay, we're going to talk draft. And I'm just going to, like, forewarn. Like, I'm eventually just going to go into a rant about things I hate about the draft. <laughs> and I was, like, thinking, I'm like, I hate a lot of things about a lot of things. <laughs> That were pretty. I think we just like to pick stuff apart, oh, and we just like to complain because it's our show, and we can okay. complain if we want. And that's to. probably why we did this. We're like, you know what? We're gonna say this, and somebody's gonna listen somewhere. <laughs> Enough of us complaining. Let's jump into things. Okay. Big story of the night, obviously, is the NFL draft. Yep. Our Rams have number one pick, uh, followed by Philadelphia, who traded up for number two, and surprise, surprise, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz go one two. I mean, you had to be. You had to be expecting that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I think Jared Goff is – well, I mean, they're beneficial situations for both because Jared Goff's coming into a um, a team that already has a solid defense and has he has a stud running back behind him. If, if not Gurley. the best running back yeah. in the league. So it's he's going into a good situation. It's going to come down to whether or not he can handle the, the limelight around Los Angeles. I mean, he played for Cal, so he wasn't even, like, in a huge football, like – focused school yeah so i mean but they, I was, did, they did have a good they did have a decent season compared to their seasons before, prior yeah yeah i was reading something i was like his coming out of college is his big achievement was his performance in like the armed forces bowl so it's like Jeez. he has to kind of grow really quick i'm like yeah. yeah it makes sense but i mean what rookie doesn't have to so for sure i mean the i i think the only drawback to jared goff is that if you look at his record 
You look at his record against ranked teams, and he's 0-8. Mm-hmm. He's 0-8 against ranked teams in his college career. You could contribute that to him just not playing or having a good team surrounding him, I guess. But there's also games where he's out there and he's dominated too. It's kind of like this hit-or-miss type of player for him. If the Rams could somehow pick up a solid receiving core and work that end of the market – I mean, who knows where this kid could go? It's going to help next season, too, that um, uh, NFL's, like, what is that, BPI power ranking or strength of schedule. It's like they gave the Rams the, like, third easiest schedule in the league. They did. So They did. Hopefully that helps out in, like, maybe a little buffer season, you know, maybe – Get above the 500 mark, hit the 500 mark. That'd be so nice. It, they'd be nice for if they the Rams. Made they've hit. They've hit what seven and nine, like last three of the last like five years, something like that. So. so I mean, last time they've had a winning record, I believe, was when they had Marshall Falk, right? Marshall Falk yeah, and it's Kurt Warner. Been a minute. Maybe the change of scene is going to help them out as well. But as far as quarterbacks going in the draft, I know prior to tonight, a lot of people were saying that Carson Wentz was arguably, 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 arguably. <laughs> Arguably, arguably, <laughs> a better better prospect than Jared Goff was. He looked better. I remember I was working during uh, the combine, and I was watching when when Wentz went out there. It was like he was pretty noticeably better than every other quarterback that uh-huh. was on the field during the combine. Again, but then you go to the issues. I mean, he played for some North Dakota State, North Dakota State, Bison, five year national champs, man. D two yeah. school, you know, it's like. Can you trust a D two quarterback? You're in the playing NFL like level? Youngstown State and Weber State every other exactly. Week. They're playing like junior college teams. Can you trust that? It's, it's going to be interesting because you know the Eagles traded up twice. They mm-hmm. traded up to get to eight, and they traded up to get to two because yep. they didn't think he was going to be at eight when they got there. Right. Um. So and then Sam Bradford gets all pissed off and he demands a trade sam bradford he is, looks like a crybaby he looks like he's a, a crybaby he just got he just made bank in oh i know and then honestly i want to trade dude why, why don't you just go gets, out there why don't you just go out there and outperform yeah, the guy you know, like you get oh man they're gonna bring in this rookie i'm out like wow you have some faith in your competitive skills yeah dude. right like, like obviously he, he has no confidence yeah, in his ability to some, be a quarterback and not, it's it's ridiculous so honestly Philly might be, you know, lighting a fire under Bradford's ass, or they may have just found the stud of this year's quarterback class, so kind of a win-win for Philly. I mean, of course Philadelphia would want Carson Wentz to come in, sit maybe a year or two to see, I guess, behind Sam Bradford. I mean, you can't really call that someone to really look up to very much, but to to get acquainted to the NFL, the just to get acquainted to the league and but with Sam Bradford doing this, I mean, pff, if I was the owner of Philadelphia, I'm like, get Carson Wentz in there. That's our guy. Oh, That's yeah. who we want. And not to mention, we don't want some crybaby on our team. Release that. I mean, they owe him a lot of money, but release that dude. Get over yourself, Bradford. Oh, yeah, dude. And that's a... Oh, I just whenever I say Bradford, I just picture him in his like oversized helmet. It looks like his face is just too <laughs> small for everything. It just annoys me, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it's I think it's going to shake out in the long run. It's going to be good for both teams you know Goff is just gonna he's gonna have to go right in and hit the floor running um Wentz whether or not he gets he gets the starting job over Bradford Bradford right away or if he's kind of a mentoring gig I don't know but um should be interesting yeah that's for sure I guess I guess for me the real big surprise of the draft was seeing Miles Jack drop out of the first round just I, fell off. I believe. Of the, where did he get picked? Are you looking at it right now? No, I don't think he got picked at all in the first round because 
what was it? The last pick was going on when we started recording, and I mean, Miles Jack, he was ranked pre-drafted as a top five pick. Mm-hmm. He's probably, arguably, the best inside linebacker coming out of this class. A, a lot of people are scared of his knee uh, issues. Yeah, he fell out of the first round. Didn't get picked up. That's crazy to me. He's one of the best athletes, all-around athletes in in this this year's class. He was before he got hurt, probably the top linebacker in college. And I understand this knee injury could be is probably what's dropping dropped him down so far. But some teams out there desperately need defense. I mean, he dropped all the way down to twenty seven when the Packers when the Packers uh, had mm-hmm. their pick. And the number one item on their list is an inside linebacker in, inside linebacker to play next to Clay Matthews. Yeah, and to allow Clay Matthews to be outside, be on the outside where he's where he's noticeably better Mm -hmm. and they pass on him as well to go after another ucla kid a defensive tackle i forgot his name clark something clark Mm -hmm. but miles jack i mean i was expecting him to go in the top five yeah and that'd just be heartbreaking as a kid to go out there you know and not to mention he's at the draft too. i mean to be one of the most prized athletes out there and still to get passed on i mean that knee injury must be something that must be plaguing him it must still be uh, i don't know if it's still bothering him but it's definitely an issue that they're worried about the gms you Mm -hmm. know and i heard one of the gms say that or comment during the draft say that miles jack is definitely on our radar and we want him but if i pick him then every night i'm gonna lose sleep worrying about his knee until his career is over just because that was my that was our number one pick it's like man like an injury is an injury like that could ruin your career and he's still before it even starts before it even starts yeah. exactly and not only that but he got the he got the injury at practice yeah at practice talk not about, the, talk not, about the game, practice? not the game but practice <laughs> that's rough the, another player that um that fell i didn't fall out of the, the uh first round completely but i'm sure you heard about this was a uh, laremi tunsil out of Ole oh. miss <laughs> who dude just got tore up like just on so not on he didn't get tore up but an anonymous hacker just uh, a quote unquote hacker yeah just kind of just chop block them if you will on uh, social media one two punch yeah the one two punch minutes before the draft goes the an anonymous hacker releases a video of uh, Tunzil taking uh, bong rips out of a gas mask yep <laughs> and. It just it was just a weird video all around, to be honest. He's kind of like mumbles something at the end and just kind of stares at the video. I, see, I haven't seen the video. I saw the picture of it, uh-huh. and I was like, wow, 10 minutes for the draft? I mean, that I believe he was at the draft, too. Oh, yeah, dude, it's funny. He's, he's probably he's probably sitting there with Visine in his pockets, <laughs> popping them into his eyes right before he walks <laughs> in. Yeah, dude, he was, uh, he was sitting there, and he, he looked like he was kind of choked up about it all, and then... That's not him being choked up. That's the Visine. <laughs> That's the Visine making look, his eyes water. His eyes did look a little glossy <laughs> at the draft. It's, it's, now it's all coming together. And then and then he so he falls out. If he was expected to go be like first defensive guy off he, the board, he was, he was the de, the top defensive yeah. line or lineman going and into he, the draft. Um, he dropped down to uh, thirteen for the Dolphins. Yep. And then minutes after he was selected by the Dolphins, another person apparently hacked his uh, Instagram or it was posted on his Instagram like a message between him and um, some Ole Miss ad- administrators, pretty much. Ex- um, admitting to taking money from Ole Miss, saying like it was an interaction, saying, "Hey, I need money for rent." So then, whoever's replying to him says, "Oh, go speak to Barney next week." 
And what? then he admits he admits to saying, "Oh yeah, uh, I took money from Ole Miss while I was at I Ole Miss." I did not see that. Yeah, I did not see that. Is crazy. Not to mention he has that. He has this now video on social media of him taking this bonger. And didn't he have some um some domestic violence stuff going on as I'm well? Not sure. He has some kind of legal issues as well. If I was a GM, I wouldn't take that guy. Of course not. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Talk about talk about a a PR nightmare. You know what I mean? And now he's on the Dolphins. Now it's him right next <laughs> to Dominic and Sue. Yeah. It's like on South Beach. Like, God, like what are you doing, Miami? It's like, do you want? To have bad rep in the whole entire league, it's like, yeah, it's, come on now. Like I'm all for, it. like you know what, whatever you smoke weed, you smoke weed, but don't be dumb and let your, it's it's honestly it boils down to what we're talking about. We were talking about Johnny Manziel yeah, just before this. before we started. We were talking about Johnny Manziel before recording. It's like whatever you want to do your thing as a professional athlete, as a celebrity, whatever. Anybody with any cl- kind of followers, and you could get uh you could get backlash for doing stupid crap. Don't let your friends record you. Well, I mean, it's the same. I mean, it goes back to that whole Laker issue too with the uh, with D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. and um Nick Young. and Nick Young. It's like you're having a uh, you're having a conversation with your like your friend. Like, why the hell are you recording him? Yeah, like, like what? Uh, I mean, what Nick Young did is is wrong. I do not agree with cheating or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But D'Angelo Russell is out boy. there just like yeah. recording it in broad daylight. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's the, social media is just changing everything, man. It's yeah. crazy. But it's uh, speaking of Nick Young, I know we're gonna go on a little tangent here, but did you see that he was getting uh, a tattoo on his back? Oh, jeez, that said born rebel. born rebel, but it was born Re- rebel. Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> he he was, I guess Iggy caught it up, caught him, and he's like, oh shit, like just a backhand compliment saying like I love him and watching out for him and stuff. Well, she and she said something like. For all you guys out there, Nick can't spell. Yeah. I got his back oh or something my gosh, like that, dude. And I'm 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 a big Nick Young like hater. Like me too. Just, he's talked so much. He's never been really good. And uh, one of my favorite gifts is when the one he's shooting the three and turns and he's like throws up the threes and behind right over his head you see it miss. That oh, if he was if he would have gotten that misspelled tattoo on his back, um, it been so great. It would have been the best thing ever. It's so great. I would. There'd be memes for days. Oh, on and that the thing. thing is, too, like they, it's like obviously the pre-sketch, like whatever. I mean, you've gotten tattoos. You know mm-hmm. how like they draw it out before it. It looks like it's gonna be a crappy tattoo. Oh, it looked terrible. It looked, the the letter was all terrible. misproportionate. It looked like a four-year-old yeah, dude. Like, like someone took a fat sharpie <laughs> and just started writing letters. And on it's his like, back. dude, you are a millionaire. You're a professional athlete. Your girlfriend's a. Is she a platinum recording artist? I hope not. I I don't know. I hope not. But she's she's a a recording artist. She's a superstar. So you think you'd have the money to go to a nice... A legit tattoo artist. He but... might he might be out by the the Rams new stadium out in some garage. You know, <laughs> it's like geez, man, like fork out the couple extra bucks. I'm sure you have it. And there get, are there are countless get a spell checker at least. There's there's countless world famous tattoo artists in L. A. Oh, and you go to a guy that draws fourth grader art <laughs> and has second grader spelling capacity. <laughs> like oh my gosh, man. It's horrible. Oh man. Whatever. Back to the draft. Um rounding out so we fit the top two were the QB one two punch. That was pretty much the storyline. Um Ohio State was definitely the pretty much the winning school out of it. They they had um I wanna say four of the first sixteen, five of the first twenty. Man. Yeah, and they had three and four were were both Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh the third pick was Joey Bosa. He went to the Chargers. Yep. Gonna come California. 
probably L.A. eventually. And uh, <laughs> the fourth pick was uh, Ezekiel Elliott going to Jerry World with you, the Cowboys. Do you see what he was wearing? Oh, I was about to start. I was about to start. What is he doing? I hate. Oh. You know what? He at least he got a full shirt for the actual like picture going up on the stage. For those that didn't see, he he went down the red carpet, whatever the pregame, pre-draft stuff, like all the photo ops and stuff, with a half shirt. Yeah, like and, a crop top. Yeah, and it was just well, I. The message he's trying to send is because what happened was I don't know if it was Ohio State or the NCAA. He was wearing he, mm-hmm. during yeah. the season yeah. he would wear a crop top while he was playing, and they banned it. Yeah, yeah. So now to to quote unquote get back at them, he wore a crop top to the NFL draft. Like, dude, like you're about to be a professional. That's you're yep. about to be a professional football player, and you're acting like a kid, these, like a child. These, com- these companies, I mean, they're teams, but they're companies basically. Are about to invest millions of dollars into you and just like put put the college stuff behind like whatever dude they yeah. banned it like you're not you're about to sign a million dollar contract it's it makes me sick I mean not only that but this dude's about to be a role model for the youth of our country a role model you know it's especially he's going to Dallas football in football in Texas is huge you're a god and you're a god exactly and. For kids to be looking up to a guy that acts like this, not only one, not acting professional, but two, who thinks he's above authority, like, what is the message that he's sending is ridiculous. I don't understand these people. I really don't. Yeah, and, yeah, and if you saw when he went up and he did all his, uh, like, onstage photo ops and stuff, he was, he was iced out. Like, he had some... Pretty heavy jewelry on. You see that? You see that ring that he had on his uh-huh, pinky? Yeah, I did. It's the size of a championship ring. Yeah, what I'm, championship has this guy won? Oh, man, I don't know. It's just and like then there's the question. It's like, oh, where are these kids getting their money in college? I, I just graduated from college. You graduated from college. I know I wasn't wearing nothing like that. I def- he didn't even graduate from college to bring to as a matter well, of fact. He's a junior. He pulled out. Yeah, like what the hell? I I have been graduated from college for now five years. Definitely don't have that kind of ice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the NFL draft! It parts of it ticked me off, people, and I'm sorry. Oh, real quick, I know we're we're, we're gonna jump over to our next topic here soon. Um, but one of the biggest things that ticks me off about NFL drafts, draft watch parties. Yeah, I, I and I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so you're you're. Because what made me think about it was I saw a tweet from LA Live. You know, they had a a, a Los Angeles Rams watch party, LA Live, you know. Did you see how many people yeah, went? There was tons of people, like huge. like Insane. Like probably about as many that you see out there for like um, like Kings pregame stuff, an actual live sporting event going on. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, these people showed up. We have the first pick of the draft. So what do they do for the next three and a half hours of the draft? Like what? Like at least if you're like maybe the Seahawks, who I picked, who think you picked at thirty-one or something. Thirty-one. You have, a, you have a couple hours. Ooh, who's going to be on the board when I get there? Yeah. You're a Los Angeles Rams fan. You go to LA Live, probably front twenty bucks for parking. Easily, you know, if you got there early, probably you, had to pay cover charge yeah, to get yeah, into if, the party. Yeah, if you got there early, you maybe had a couple drinks. There's another fifty, sixty bucks if you're by yourself. Yeah, and so you're looking at maybe a eighty to one hundred dollar afternoon at LA Live for, for for like twenty minutes to watch a big screen. And the 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 screens at LA Live aren't even that great, to be honest. Yeah, um, and. Not like that, but you knew who the Rams were going to yeah. pick. You knew who the and, Rams were going to pick. And then it's like, 
okay, that we got goth. Oh, we got goth. Yeah. Tell me something I didn't know. It's like, now, now what? Now what do I do? Yes. And like, so where are my wings at? at? That point, yeah, it's like at that point is like whoever put on the draft party. Do they kick everybody out? Okay, guys, we saw. Get the hell out. <laughs> well, not only that, but you literally sit down. Say, say it's at the. You go to a restaurant, or whatever. You go to watch the draft. Rams have number one pick. You place your order for food or drinks. Mm-hmm. Rams get Jared Goff. My drink isn't even here yet. <laughs> My appetizer didn't even get out yet. I mean, and that's the thing too. It's like LA Live's like whatever. I saw a couple other draft parties. They were in like big ass bars and stuff like that. I'm like, that's the way to go. I mean, you get there early, you drink, you drink during it, and you drink after it. <laughs> okay, Joe, we just spent a little bit. We kind of went off on a tangent there. Got to start complaining, but we're probably going to keep complaining here because we're going to jump over to the ice hockey realm of the sports world. Where um, our Los Angeles Kings were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. We really got to talk about something that's going to bum me out. Yes. Five games to the none other than the San Jose Sharks. Brett Burns, Joe Pavelski, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Logan Couture, <laughs> Martin Jones. I hate you all. <laughs> I hate you all. You've ruined my spring. Ruined it. God. We played so bad. Oh, we played horrible. Played so bad. Horrible. It's. It, I feel like it was a completely different team that played. That was in the middle of the season compared to the end of the season into playoffs. You know it was a really tell, like a really um, foreshadowing thing that happened was um, we blew that. When we blew that 3-0 lead against the Jets in the final game of the season, season where all we had to do was win that game and we had had the division yep win that game we have a division we're playing the predators we're honestly we probably wouldn't have won if we were playing we, like that we probably would have got swept yeah um but when we when we blew that lead and lost in the shootout i was just like well we're not going off into the into the playoffs on the yeah. right foot i kind of felt like okay like part of me was like trying to be positive it's like okay, let's get these losses out of the way before we get into playoffs. You know, yeah, yeah, that's and that's the thing. I feel like King, us as Kings fans and Kings fans in general. I feel, nah, maybe not us, but I feel like we have some a better knowledge than some of the other like diehards, as you will, that just like, oh no, our team's always got it. But I feel like we've been tainted with our two cup runs in the past, where you know the first one we were the eighth seed. The uh, the second one when we, we were the eighth seed in the second one too. No, I think we were six in the second one. Are you sure? Pretty sure we we're. Six. I'm pretty sure we were the eight, and we barely got in. No, that was the first one. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Whatever, but yeah, like two runs. <laughs> the two runs is like we we were against the odds. We were never the favorite, and then so it's like oh yeah, we just got to get to the playoffs, and then we flip on to this playoff mode. Yeah, but but have you noticed? Have you noticed every time we come into the playoffs where we're one of the top teams, we always get eliminated first round. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a thing where, like, we're expect when we're expected to win, we don't play up to the level where that we're supposed to be playing at. And when we're the underdog, it's like we have something to prove. And yeah. we we go all Bardownski. <laughs> it doesn't count if it's not Bardownski. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, it's the thing. It's like I feel like we've become of age, and now we're like this force, and everybody's taking us. And when we got to the playoffs, we had players like Tyler Toffoli, who was invisible all series. Um, Tell me about it. He, Dante he was, Kopitar. I think had one, two, maybe two goals all series long. 
Toffoli was invisible the whole second half of the season. Yeah, I actually wrote something about Toffoli. It's like he scored, I want to say, like 60% of his goals during like the like, first 15 during games. like yeah during about tw- like a 25 game span of the season it's just when we have our star players doing that i mean you can't expect to win not to mention our star players weren't scoring our our def- defense was nowhere to be found god awful for something that used to be the king sta- a staple of king's hockey was tight defense lockdown defense stellar goaltending it was nowhere in sight you know outside what- of dowdy playing that's what they were. They needed to figure out is to figure out how to clone Dowdy and figure out how to get him out there for an extra I, thirty I, I want, minutes a game. I want defense. I want three lines of Dowdies, and I want four lines of Jeff Carter's. Oh, that would be awesome. That's all I want. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Not not to mention that I don't think that would fit in the under the salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be anywhere near the salary cap. Really. You know what irritated me the most about. The Kings lost in the first round. Every shot, I'm not going to say every shot because we obviously got shots on net, but let's say 70% of our shots were blocked shots. Oh, yeah. How how hard? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy. I think easy. it was game four. They blocked like 24 shots. Yeah, I'm, 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 like... I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy to not get your shot blocked in the NHL. I don't know. I, I don't play in the NHL. But how hard is it to You do play change... Killer Bees roller hockey, though. <laughs> How hard is it to change directions for one second instead of just shooting straight into the the defenseman, drag it a second and then shoot it? It's it's that simple to get the guy to get the defenseman out of the shooting lane. Yeah, it's that that oh, yeah. You can't score unless you get the puck on net. That's as simple as that. It, honestly, it irritated me so much because if we did that simple thing, I think we would have a greater shot of winning. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because you get you need to get the shots on net and you need to get people in front of the net and I think it was game three, it was one of the games of San Jose and the Kings were down I think three zero like they were it feels like every game of the series. Well, and was, did we lose this game? I think so. Yeah. Well, then it had to be game four because we won game. That's three. right. Yeah. So and then they were down and then the third period came along and. Luke Shen scored a goal from the point because he there scored was twice. Yeah, because there was traffic in front and the puck got through. Yep. It's like there was a, a I think a six minute span where we scored two goals. Yep. Came back in this game because both shots came from the point. They got to the net and there was people in front and Martin Jones couldn't see the puck. Yeah. It's like six minute sample, a six minute success rate. Like it's not that hard. You just even, figure it out. Even when we scored those three goals to tie the game in, in game five. It's the same thing. Every goal was pretty much a junk goal. Oh yeah, just junk goal. Throw the throw the puck in the net and crash. Yeah, Chris Steve from the front, Jeff Carter from the front, Kopitar from the, the front. front. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, every single goal was a junk goal. The Jeff Carter goal was nasty though. He how he roofed it over. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was that was that was that was cool. But I'm so I'll live by it. No matter how rest of playoffs play out, that'll be the goal of the, the, the playoffs. Just, the playoffs. Just, <laughs> no, that I, or Pearson's goal was good. I like Pearson's goal because Dustin Brown set that up that overtime winner. Uh, and I know you hate Dustin Brown, and I'm a big Dustin Brown lover. You, you got to be close to say pulling the trade trigger, right? For Dustin Brown. Yeah. Part of me thinks that if there's an expansion team right now. He's not one of the people Ooh. that we save. That would be something. Which sucks. Goes to the Las Vegas like Black Knights or whatever they're being called. Are they even called the Black Knights or I've the Aces? S- I don't know. I've seen so many different things. I, think, I, I like the Aces. I think Dustin Brown's going to be out of here soon. He 
uh, I, during their exit interviews, I was like watching all like the Twitter feeds of the insiders and stuff that we were covering it. Interesting little tidbit. Uh, Dustin Brown didn't talk to the media on his way out. And that's been his thing is like they always say Dustin Brown's the leader. He's uh, always been us given us given us the info, given us a soundbite through thick and thin, and he did not talk to the media on, during exit interviews. There's Dustin Brown right there. Dustin, yeah, he's look. He's actually looking at us, holding up the cup. Is that number one, number two? That's the first one. Yeah. Can you blame the guy though? They just got knocked out of the playoffs. I mean, that's something you got to do though. Everybody else did it. Carter did it. Lucic did it. Kopitar did it. I guess. I mean. It'd be so difficult. Doughty did it. That's gonna those that if if Brown leaves, those will be the captains next year. Doughty, Kopitar C, Doughty A, Carter A, Lucci J, three A's. Teams have like four A's in the NHL. It's it's kind of stupid, honestly. Yeah, who does that? Matt Green A. If he ever he's not comes coming back. back. He's not coming. His old ass. The playoffs for me were so disappointing. The only thing that I liked about the playoffs. Is that Nashville eliminated the Ducks? Oh, it, that that at least that raised al- my spirits, a alleviated little bit. some of the tension. Honestly, I, that's like I hate to root for teams to fail, but I mean I do. Every, every sports fan does. But I was just like I can't, I will not be able to stand a, a, the Sharks eliminate us and the Sharks and Ducks still going on. Yeah, and I think the only thing that would have been good from that outcome is that the if the Ducks went on, is that the Sharks and the Ducks would have had to play. So one of them would have gotten eliminated the next round no matter what. I was I was, I was talking. I have some Sharks friends and Ducks friends, and I was like, oh, you know what? It's going to be interesting if they both make it out and they make it to the next round and play each other because they both can't choke. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> something has to give. Like, somebody's going to, like, not have to not choke for once. <laughs> Like and I know the sharks usually choke further down the line, yeah. so maybe it would have been the, sh- the sharks' turn. But the the ducks were faced with the inevitable game seven loss on home ice again for the fourth year. fourth year in a row. What is it? Red Wings twenty thirteen, Kings twenty fourteen, Blackhawks twenty fifteen, Predators twenty sixteen. They're the Anaheim chokes. Yeah, that's that's oh, bad. That's that's horrible. how hard would it have to be? I mean, of course, I don't find ducks fans as real fans, but. How how hard is it to be a Ducks fan right now? Uh, it's rough. I I have to I have to say it's rough. I mean, it's, I'm, just don't be a Ducks fan. Corey anymore. Perry after that, like I've, Corey Perry, they like zoomed in on him, like the whole like hunch over the boards after the handshake, just possibly one of the saddest th- moments I've ever seen. Like, but it rivaled um, Joe Thornton when we reverse sweeped him after we eliminate him. Mm. You know, I've, did you ever see that? Yeah, Joe Thornton just kind of teary eyed, just gazing off. Yep. Same thing with Perry, like. Two of the saddest looking hockey just players I've ever seen. Just about what happened. Just like again. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. It's it's funny how Anaheim goes through this whole since December twenty seventh best record in the NHL. Oh no, best, honestly, hottest from, team going oh, into they the playoffs from and, since Christmas break. They were the best team in the NHL, but if you don't win in the playoffs, I, it doesn't matter. Again, like you said, like you you hate rooting against teams, but I loved seeing them walk off that ice and. With it's a like, loss, it's like uh, it's like when I like seeing Philip Rivers lose. It's like I like seeing the Ducks lose every now and then. I don't like seeing Ducks win ever. True, <laughs> true. Something about that orange man. There's too much orange. Way too much orange. Especially their thirds. Their thirds are disgusting. I like the fact that they have the Mighty Ducks logo because I mean I've grown up that just, on the that Mighty just Ducks. Further makes me hate them. Yeah, because now they're just like made by a movie. They're a fake Mickey Mouse organization. They're a fake franchise. Ugh, God. We like to complain on this show. We really do. We do. Let's talk about something fun. 
Let's talk about something nice. Oh, you, oh, you'll like it. We're talking fun. We'll talk some baseball. Yeah. The first a- first Angels, baseball Angels talk of the swept season. The, Angels swept the Royals. They did. They did. Now they're back up to 500. Trout's starting to hit again. Yeah, he's got to start. He's got to do something to keep up uh, with the Bryce Harper talks. <sighs> Kid's on fire. Stupid. Kid is on fire, man. I mean, what is it? Nine home runs through his first, like, Whoa, 20 games, yeah, something like that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Something insane. It's, uh, I, I actually put this down for one of our topics is, uh, the whole, his, his, um, make baseball fun again campaign mm-hmm. is like spearheading just like, well, I mean, you got all these people that are like, I mean, take it from me. I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball, uh, what do they call True, tr- tr- not baseball truest. That's not a word. I think truest is a word. No, I don't think so. Like baseball, like purist, 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 and baseball purist. I mean, I love the game of baseball. I think you should respect the game while you're playing. But you can still have fun playing it. Yeah, you you could go out there. You could hit a bomb and flip your bat. You could but go there out are there so and... many people that's like even like if you. We had so many of these talks last year with the whole Joey Bats bat flip, mm-hmm. and um, there's a couple it's, guys. It's the moment. I, I mean, I if you're out there hitting home runs at bare or wall scrapers, and you're flipping your bat and staring them down every time, yeah, you deserve a ball in the back. But if, but <laughs> but if you, if you hit a a 500 foot home run. You deserve to be yeah. able to look at that. And that's that. the thing. If you, if you hit a game-winning home run, you deserve to flip that bat. That's the thing. Like, if it happens, like, let the players police themselves. Like, it's... Yeah. There's so many people when, like, um, when, like, uh, oh, wow, that just totally threw me off. When, <laughs> when somebody hits a home run, then reporters are going off, old-timers, that are coaches are now, and then one of my favorite things, I, think, oh, I forget what team it was, but same thing, somebody bat-flipped, and there was, like, four white-headed old men from the dugout of the other team on the top step pointing just cussing them out i'm just like just stop man you guys yeah. are gonna like you're gonna fall and break a hip or just there's too many like ugh, it needs to evolve well there's too many like you said there's too many people trying to police the game mm-hmm. there's too many people trying to be like like this there's this older generation that feels like the the players nowadays don't have any respect for the game mm-hmm. because they're doing this when in all reality it's a baseball. It's a sport. You're supposed to have fun, and if this is how they have fun, so be it. You know, again, it, to a certain limit. And if a pitcher feels a batter is bat flipping too much or is showing him up too much, then plunk him in the back mm-hmm. and put him on base. But that's on you if that guy comes around, and scores, and wins the game. Yeah, let the game police itself. I agree, hundred percent. Make baseball fun again. You have to moonwalk across home base on a home <laughs> no, run. That's stupid. That's stupid. Don't do that. Make baseball fun again. You rob a home run, you get two points. <laughs> you can't go changing the rules. We're making it fun again, man. Make baseball fun it's, again. It's fun for me. I, I enjoy it. I love it when people bat flip and stuff. And I also enjoy it when people get pegged. So they usually lead to one another. So if I see somebody bat flip, I'm no, I'm a, in, I know I'm in for a good good game. I chose a good game to go to. The start of baseball has been quite interesting. You have teams that, like the Houston Astros, who are predicted to be the number one team in the AOS. They're sitting at the bottom of the tank right now in the AOS. You have teams like the Baltimore Orioles who predicted to do do the exact opposite sit at the bottom and now they're unstoppable right now. You've then you have the Cubs who are 
predicted to win the World Series, and they look to be unstoppable. Yeah, they look like they look juggernaut. Great, but now they have they lose Chris Bryant for a day or two because he rolled his ankle. So we'll see how that what impact that has on them. But I don't know what's what is what's your take of the first few weeks of baseball? No, same thing. It's kind of it's been it's I mean it's early season early season it's like 0.1 percent of the 162 i was gonna say 8182 emerge emerging um nhl and hockey together or nhl baseball yeah nhl and hockey yeah um, it's getting late yeah it's 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 20 games in on 162 so it's it's things will i think eventually figure themselves out i mean you got the white Sox who look like the like one of the hottest teams in the baseball right now same thing mets but mets obviously um they deserve. I mean, they're not surprisingly winning like six in a row, so it doesn't matter. They made, but, they made World Series last year. Though. Yeah, yeah, you gotta definitely. Give them credit when credit's due. That their pitching stuff is insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. Noah Syndergaard. You see the picture? He branded that the catcher that I forget was catching for him, but he uh, took a a wild pitch to the chest and branded his, his yeah, little yeah, cross yeah. necklace into yeah, his chest. That was yeah, that's cool. Um, Probably hurt a lot. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, dude. I don't know how people can stand in front of right. a hundred mile. Let's, let's do ball. some. Let's do some early predictions. I want to know your early prediction for NL and AL MVP and your World Series matchup. Oh man, not NL AL MVP. NL Bryce Harper. No, like no doubt about it. Like I'm, that's so back to back. Yeah, back to back. AL. Hmm, I don't even know. I mean, that, the, you could say, I guess, Mike Trout again. Like He didn't win it last I year. I know, but I mean, again, like, it'll be... His second. Yeah. Like, that's those are the two easy picks. I mean... Got to go out on a limb, dude. I You're know, boring. I'm trying to think. I, we're 20 games into the season, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're boring, um, dude. Okay, okay, I'll try to go off the wall here. Um, AL MVP will be Jose Carrera. Correa. Correa? Correa. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a good pick. That's for sure. He's probably top three best players in the game right now. <laughs> hey man, you're asking a lot from me. Right right, who's now. your World Series matchup? Uh, World Series matchup, um, Nationals, and I'm gonna go Royals again. Royals, yeah, Royals. I I think they're built for a, for playoff runs. For playoff runs, their their bullpens are nasty. Their pitching's nasty. They have pretty good bats when they're swinging. I'm going to go NL MVP Anthony Rizzo. Ooh, Rizzo. And I'm going to go AL MVP. If I go, if I have to choose AL MVP just based off of the starts, I'm going to go Manny Machado. Manny Machado. He's had a good start. Uh, World Series, Angel Dodgers. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. That that uh, first series is coming up soon at uh, at Dodger uh, Stadium in, in like two May. weeks. Yeah, it's, weeks? it's May something or mm-hmm. other. I might be going to that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's May 17th? No. It's after and all I know is it's after the Dodgers Met series. It's the it's it's a weekend series. It's 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 two at Angel Stadium, two at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. So I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I believe it's the nineteenth, twentieth, twenty one, twenty second. That's what it is. There's some dates for you. There you go. Mark your calendars. <laughs> What if, oh what about uh Trevor Story's uh early storyline stories of storyline So me and my fantasy group like we've all like they've all been like Trevor Story this Trevor Story that he's crapping out at 12 home runs 
Really? I've called that from the beginning. There? Oh, yeah. He's at nine he, He's now. already starting to nine plateau. Through ninth through April. He's already started to plateau. He had seven in his first six games, mm-hmm. and he's hit one so far since then. I, uh, I actually I read up. Uh, there's a pretty interesting stat. So um, he so he broke Albert Pujols' rookie or record that he said in 2001 for home runs in April by a rookie, right? Uh-huh. He, uh, he has nine, so he just broke it. Uh, Pujols had eight. So... Pujols had 18 Ks in the month of April when he set that record for eight Mm -hmm. home runs. Trevor Story has 34 Ks in his first 20 games, and he still has three more games left in April. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to crap out because, yeah, he has these nine home runs, but he's batting, like, sub 240. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's, like, playing great. He's just running into a bunch of home runs. mm -hmm. He's swinging off his heels, you know? He's, like... And not to mention, I think most of these home runs are coming at Coors yeah, Field. Yeah, it helps that he's playing in Colorado. You know, it's like, I is this kid, is he a good player? Does he belong in the MLB? Yeah. Yeah, he's oh. a great player. You know, is he the is he the next coming of Mickey Mantle? No. No, he's going to crap out. He's and single-handedly you, rewrite you all, the record You already books. see him crapping out. You know? What pisses me off about the Rockies, I'm going to go into another tangent right now. <laughs> it's what, my third one tonight. So, my buddy Dustin Garneau gets called up to the pros again, right? Mm-hmm. He was there for, I think, like a week, something like that, because Nick Hundley got hurt. He went on the seven-day DL. They called him back up. Dustin gets optioned down to AAA again. While Dustin is up there with the bigs, he's batting 400. has th- something like three doubles. I mean, he hit that double against the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got an update, and I saw his name go across yeah. my phone. I was like, ah, yeah, that He had <laughs> smoked a ball. He was doing great. And then he gets optioned. It's like... I understand it's a business, and that's just how baseball is. But mm-hmm. give this, give give him a chance. Come on, give man, him let, a chance. Let him rep Pedro. Give him a chance. He's batting. He was batting four hundred when they sent him down. Four hundred. It's like I understand Nick Hundley has this three and a half million dollar contract that he has to play for, you know. And I understand Dustin was just playing at the major league minimum, but he's paid his dues in the minor. He's obviously hitting well at the major league level. What's what? What else do you need? Sounds like next time the Rockies are in town, we gotta find uh, what's his name? Hudman is that what you said his name? Nick Hunley. Hunley. Hudman. We're Hunley. gonna find Hunley in the alley somewhere and get Garno back up to the bigs. What does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't sound his knees are gonna make. Are you insinuating hurting him? I'm in, I'm, I'm insinuating Bardownski. Bardownski. That doesn't count if it's not Bardownski's. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into our show. I know it's been a while. Hold on, it has been a while. Um, I did some math from the beginning of the show. We mentioned the minutes. It's been uh, about 86,000 minutes. Oh, since our last episode? Pads, between oh. pods. Man, yeah. again, thank you for tuning in. Continue to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The show's Twitter account is at SinbinSB. Follow myself on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Hill. Uh, you can follow me at underscore Roberts 11. And again, sports fans, thank you so much for continuing to support us, continuing to be here with us uh, on these nights. Um, we'll check you guys next time. Peace out. See ya. <laughs>